Welcome to the Life Toyota with Ben and Molly. I am Ben. And I'm Molly. And this week we're going through some changes. Like puberty changes? Yeah, because because of the, the teenagers. Oh, so really like puberty changes. Yeah. Sorry, you surprised me there. Much like puberty does to <laughs> the burgeoning I youth. mean, I knew it was coming. I, res- I got the little American Girl book. I... The Care and Keeping of You. <laughs> I love that you guys apparently get some kind of like state-authorized paraphernalia like a pamphlet we we were just like <laughs> like the american girl doll company well yeah i not, figured not I, like a state issued i was leaning into the the ignorance of that would be like the, the, entertaining it though. would be should we should we continue doing that bit even though we've kind of shattered the fourth wall on um, that one yeah just keep and, it going uh i want this bit to stop okay my feelings well, apparently this is the puberty cast. That's what we're doing this yeah. week. That's how we've opened it up, and that's kind of the... The life pubetic. The life pubetic with Ben and Molly and some hairs. Yeah. And strange feelings. Nope. Nope. Don't. That's a weird place I've taken it to now. Can I was thinking zits, but you just... Went straight into yeah. erections. It is kind of... In fairness, our first episode See, was... See, now you're referencing things that I have no experience with. You reference something that I have no experience with. What? Oh, um... Let's see. <laughs> well, I'm choosing. I'm trying to think. Like, which is worse, like menstruation or like a boobs hurting constantly? I can't. I can't speak and not, to either of those. Not having any of your clothes fit anymore. I gave you an an in to like give me a severe burn when I said let's 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 discuss something that I haven't experienced. Love. Yes. There okay, we go. Okay, or sorry. a woman's touch, or a man's touch, or just being touched in Anyone, general. Anyone, a gender non-conforming person's touch. Yeah, any kind of touch from any kind of individual of any. Mel likes on the to spectrum. sit on sit on your crotch and, she, and warm it. She was definitely enjoying some crotch time earlier. That makes it sound worse. Mel is a dog. This is a dog who likes who just likes to sit on or near adjacent to. A person's crotch. She likes warm places and she likes strong smells. So, like, that's just... What are you, tra- what are you trying to say? Drawn I showered. To- no, everyone has a crotch smell. I had a crotch smell earlier. Yes, you did. Yes. Ninja Turtles. Hey. <laughs> so we're, we're just skipping the, the teenage aspect. No, they're just... Let's go straight into the mutant part. Now... Sometimes puberty feels like you're mutating, it is a, It is a form of mutation. Yeah. In its way. Uh, it doesn't make you feel like a turtle, though. Uh, in fact, puberty can cause a person to kind of come out of their shell, if you will. You're staring at me in a way that suggests that you would very much like us to stop recording and start over. You decided to take this here. I- and I just kind of <laughs> came along for the ride because I trust you. Why? And yeah, I'm asking myself that now. Just now? Just like now. Nine episodes in? I trusted in. you up until this point. Really? Four years in. The entirety of our friendship. <laughs> This is the, not the emoji movie. This. No, this is where it breaks. This down. where I'm recording us having a conversation. About I don't feel puberty. the need to learn about your experiences. But this is the thing. I, I think that in order to grow as people, we have to learn about things outside of ourselves. But I'm really okay. <laughs> I don't think you understand how good I am out here. You don't. Your taco's good out here. You yes. don't. You don't need that. Like what a guy experiences. 
during the I feel the like puberty my puberty tones. experience was bad enough. I don't need to like supplement it in any That's way. That's fair. That is fair. I've got it covered. Like I've leaked on everything. <laughs> I had that experience you've got of like I'm ashamed of the fluids that are coming out of my body. You've got it covered. Like I understand of the leaks. that. I understand that experience. You've put plastic sheets down on everything, hence Well that's because Mel's incontinent. But it's also good for that. This is turning into the, like, let's make fun of Let's make fun. But she can't understand what we're saying. So So it's fine. Like, she... I really would love to get back to Ninja Turtles now, though. Like, teenage, puberty. Ha ha ha. We had a good laugh about that. (laughs) Mutation. We kind of circled back around to puberty, but now we're done. Uh, Now we're on Ninja. Ninja. Where do we go with Ninja? I don't know. You're the... Actually, I can tell you that in the UK, the cartoon was renamed Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles... Because the word Ninja's ninja, cultural appropriation. Yeah, they it was deemed insensitive uh, for the same was reason. Was it actually? Yeah. Oh, I uh, was joking. No, this is a real thing that actually happened. Also, in the cartoon, they cut any sequence of uh, Michelangelo using his nunchucks because that's imitable violence. Yeah. for children. Yeah, but the the sword was fine. Aren't huh? There was I th- I vaguely recall there being some controversy at the time surrounding nunchucks in the news, uh, which is what led to. Michelangelo getting all but basically cut out of the show. The movie was fine. Like, in the UK, they still called it Ninja Turtles. And they still had scenes of Michelangelo using his nunchucks. I know that there were some edits made, particularly to the first two movies. But for the second movie, which we're not going to be watching, we're watching the first one. We will eventually get to the second one. For the second movie, the Ninja Turtles don't use their weapons a lot. They just talk through their problems. They use their words when they're angry. Yeah. That's great. That's... It's yeah. It's important it's, uh, for children to see nonviolent communication used to solve yeah, problems. The second movie is kind of more of a Mr. Smith goes to Washington style, kind of a talkie. Yeah. Uh, and the first one is uh, a kind of a no hold barred kind of action brawler with facial moves performed by the Jim Hen- Jim the Jim Henson Company. I said his name in a weird way. Jim Henson. The Jim Henson. The Jim. Jim Hempson, that's two vices there. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Do you think there's like a parody called like the Jim Hempson? Jim Hempson. Like they're just boozing it. Just up this drunk and, puppet. And uh, named Habit the Frog. <laughs> Turtles. <laughs> okay, so point four. We've made it to the fourth part of our four prong. Yes. Attack. Attack <laughs> on this movie. We haven't even started yet. Um. What is your feeling vis-a-vis turtles? In general, as a concept? Just generally, yeah. Oh, I love turtles. Yeah? Yeah, they're friendly animals except snapping turtles, because they'll take your finger right off. Well, they shouldn't do that. They shouldn't, but they're not going to listen to me. My toes look like a tasty snack <laughs> when you're waiting in the creek. That's true. So I've never had my toes eaten off by a snapping turtle, but it was something <laughs> I thought about very frequently whenever I would... I, I do like that you felt the need to qualify... Wade as a child. Just the snapping. Have you had your toes bitten off by any animal? No. Not off, no. What about just bitten generally? Sometimes fish do it, and I don't like that. <laughs> I've never had my my toes bitten oh, by a fish. I don't love it. I think... What leads to that happening? How does that happen? You're just delicious. No, no, no. But what are you doing where fish are like, yum, 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 I'll have a nibble on that? Like if your feet are in a lake or a creek or a pond or any body of water that has fish in it. Swimming pool. Oh, not so much. Mm, maybe if one of your buddies came and swam up under you and was like, I want to nibble on your toes while you're in the swimming pool. That feels like a level of familiarity that I don't have with any of my See, so you so you friends. understand that it would make you uncomfortable. Yeah. It's very similar when fish do it. 
So there's a feeling of I want this to stop immediately, and also I'm like kind of screaming as this is happening, and I might have just kicked a fish <laughs> in the face. I feel like kicking like a fish you is would a probably kick your friend in the <laughs> Like, well, I'm gonna go kick a fish now. <laughs> That's what the kids are calling it. Yeah, I can imagine what "kick the fish" means. They're calling it kicking the fish, and it circles back around to point one, which is puberty. Yeah, <laughs> we just can't. We can't escape puberty. No, none of us can escape puberty at all at any point in our lives. I still have hair growing in weird places. Especially on my face. Does... I'm torn between the desire to move on and to, like, <laughs> ask <these burning laughs> questions I have about your body to, like, make sure that something's not wrong with you. Well, how about... We'll do a very abrupt cut. I'll add the sound of static, and then we'll cut back to you having a weird reaction to me. Oh. Telling you the answer to a question. I'm... I'll, I'll let you ask one question. Okay. Here's my question. Okay. Can we get back to turtles? Yes. Can we please get back to turtles. Our yes. little terrapin friends. We are we are watching the first live action teenage mutant. T- teenage mutant. Teenage mutant hero. Ninja. Ninja. Tortoise. 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 Blastoise. I'm calling back a previous episode. We don't need to do that. Never. No callbacks. No callbacks to that. Not on this podcast. We are cool forwards. Hey, here's a reference to a joke I'm going to make in four episodes' time. How about those pancakes? (laughs) So, yes, uh, Teentle. 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 Neentle. Tuntles. We'll be watching that movie in just a few moments. Now, you've never seen. No. Have you had any exposure to the Ninja Turtles? Um, just kind of as like cultural white noise. Just kind of pop cultural osmosis. Mm-hmm. You haven't had yeah. that kind of actual. I've never sat down and watched an episode. I don't really know anything about it or the history of it. Um, I know that they have names. They're named after Italian. Greyhounds. Are greyhounds. <laughs> Italian art artists. Italian artists. I know there's a rat and he wears like a bathrobe and <laughs> his name is. It's a it's a common word. Keep going. Give it a go. Have it a starts stab with it. an S. Mm-hmm. Splinter. That's it. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. That's a weird name for a rat. I just remember that's a rat. His name starts with an S. And it's, his name is, like, a common word yeah. that seems weird that you would name anyone, especially, like, a rat in a bathrobe. Do Does he wear a bathrobe? Uh, Why am I picturing him in a bathrobe? I think it's more of Maybe a... Maybe I'm thinking of Great Mouse Detective. You know what... No, I, I know what you're <laughs> thinking of, and it's his... It's kind of a martial arts robe. Oh, there's a fancy word for that. I don't know what they're oh, called. Oh, shoot. A gi. A gi. Say it again cleanly, because I think I talked over the end of it. Gi. A gi. A gi. A gi. A gi. A new word, gi. G-I. Okay. So we should be saying gi Joe when referring to the cartoon from the 80s. Yes, gi Joe. Gi Joe. He's called that because his stories always take place after his mom picks him up from karate practice. (laughs) So he's always wearing his gi. So So they started calling him gi Joe. Because they're like, it's that kid who's always wearing his gi. I dig it. Uh, Do you know how many TV series based on the Ninja Turtles property there are? More than one. Yes. Give me a number. It's okay if you don't get it right. This isn't this isn't a test. There's no thirteen. Too many. Your failure. Twelve. There are that's still too many. Eleven. There, are, there are, do you want do you want to keep going till you get to Ten. the number, or do you want me to just tell you? Nine. It's not. No. Nope. Eight. Nope. Seven. It's still too many. Six. Too many. 
Five. Five. There were five of them. Wow. You got it. Okay. Okay. Ask me again. Ask me again. Uh, do you know how many television series there are based on the Ninja Turtles property? I want to say five. That is correct. Wow. That's a, that, did you that's, know? Did you know that? Cultural or? osmosis. Uh, nice. Marvelous. Yeah. Um, there were five. There was the one in the uh, in the eighties, which was the one that we got in the UK called uh, Hero Turtles, but it was just the one with the the theme that everyone knows. There was another one. I want to say in the early two thousands, which was called Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation. And that one was live action. That was a live action by, I think it was by Saban, who were the Power Rangers guys. Mm. And they did a Power Rangers crossover. I've seen GIFs of that. You've seen GIFs of that. There was an animated series in the early 2000s that was just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That one was okay. Then there is uh, the most, they just wrapped up, I think like five or six seasons of this Nickelodeon did uh, yeah, computer I animated that, I show. I knew there was a Nick show. Yeah, which is just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That has, like, Seth Green voices one of the Ninja Turtles, and uh, Rob Paulson, who was Raphael in the original cartoon, he's the voice of Donatello in this one. Is that confusing for him? I think he's... someone different? No, he's just... I think it's confusing for him. We can ask him. I mean, not now. Oh. I'm not saying, and here he is! (laughs) I was like, wow! (laughs) But he's, like, he's been 50% of the Ninja Turtles, which is really cool. Wow. And then they just announced and released a trailer for this week, the week of recording, so last week when this drops, unless I take another week off of editing because I'm a bad person. And the new one's going to be called Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that's really coming back to the teenage aspect. Yes. Where they're having new experiences. New experiences. That has an all-new cast, and uh, Rob Paulson is the voice director on that one. Oh. Yeah. So that's five shows. And yeah, because that's yeah, I knew that there were five shows, yeah. and there are three separate movie continuities. This is the first movie continuity of which there are three movies, and then there was a CG movie in the two thousands, which is kind of a standalone, and then two movies that were produced by Michael Bay that are travesties. yeah, I remember the seeing um, with the Shrek noses for those, yeah, that they were kind of vaguely yeah. horrifying, and we will eventually get to all of these. Oh, I can't wait! It's gonna be fun, um, but for now, hey, we've done. 17 minutes of talking. That's too much talking. It's, we need to shut up. I'm going to trim a lot of this out. Yeah, it's because might... you couldn't stop talking about erections. It's <laughs> <laughs> always the problem we have. Every... No, you have to, all, like, half of these episodes, you have no idea how many, like, I've gotta cut boner out jokes have been cut about out. About 30 minutes of yeah. just erection material every yeah. week. Shall we watch Ninja Turtles? Yes, let's do it. No, okay. Put your boners away. All of them. You two listeners. Hey, hey, I see that boner. Put that down. Put it. Put, put it away. It down. Put it away. I'll, I'll. I'll. take it from you. I'll put it in the drawer. And you won't get it back till the end of the semester. Okay. We. Okay. I think we're good. Okay. It sounds like a horror movie premise. <laughs> the Bone Collector. I think um, Ellen Page was in that movie. <laughs> I would watch that. But shall we? Uh, let's go watch Ninja Turtles. Let's do it. We'll be right back after these very old commercial messages. The ninja army. Donatello, master of the staff. Leonardo, the katana blade. My Raphael, the And Michelangelo, the new shackles. Radical. Uh, and master of the willing pizza. Hey, who had the pepperoni and ice cream? So we're back. We have returned. We have watched the turtle movie. Teentle, meentle, meentle, tootles. I don't know. Teentle, meentle, meentle, tootles. You're very tickled by that. I don't feel like I know any more now about Ninja Turtles than I did 
before I watched this movie. Not a thing? I remember now that there was a guy named Shredder. Okay. So you knew that beforehand? It seemed familiar. Have you learned anything from the past, let's say, two hours of cinema? Casey. There's a character named Casey. Do you know Casey's last name? Have a go. Have a stab. Take a punt. Jones. Yes, that's it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Was that, was that going to be your joke answer? Well, I was just thinking of a last name for a white boy, and that's where I arrived. <laughs> that is the whitest, boyest name yeah. there is. Casey Jones. Um, if it were English, he'd be called Colin Jones. Or Colin Smith. But he's Casey Jones. Know. In the in the uh, in Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, was did they rename him Colin? Uh, they actually renamed him Bobbert Robert, um, <laughs> and he they redubbed the character. Uh, he was uh, re uh, revoiced by uh, I'm trying to think, Timmy Mallet, which is not someone who you know, but I, ch- I guarantee you the seven people who listen to this podcast in the UK. Oh, did they get a little right get a now? Oh yeah, they're rolling around the aisles. They're, they're assuming they're listening their to this demure whilst. British way. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly. How <laughs> No, you're doing it wrong. No, that's why I got kicked out of England. <laughs> is people listened to me and they said, you laugh too much like Ricky Gervais, you have to leave. Yeah. So in the Ninja Turtles then, I have almost no memory of this movie. I know I have watched it. I know I watched it as a kid. It's not the first Ninja Turtles movie I saw. I don't think. I think the first first one I remember seeing, and I think I, think I saw it in the theatres, was the third one, which is the worst one. It's a bad film. So how did you watch any more Ninja Turtles movies after that? Probably VHS. If you're, if you're, well, I mean, if your first experience was, oh my god, this is the worst but cinematic when, experience when, I've ever had. When you're a kid and something you love is being represented on the screen, you don't really... Young children don't have a lot of like internal quality So you control. were already a fan going in, and I, nothing yeah. would have dissuaded you at that point. I love the cartoons. I had a bunch of the toys. I didn't have the video game, but I knew someone who did. And that's as good as owning the video game. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So it wasn't an issue for me to, like, already have fallen in love with the Teentle... Meentle, 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 You're really tickled by that. Oh, no, no, that. hold on. I have a joke brewing. I have oh, a you joke have a joke brewing? brewing? Okay, <laughs> all right. This is going to be good. Okay, this is this is Molly's joke, ladies and gentlemen. This is her joke for the episode. Are you ready? So when Splinter was, was teaching the... The turtles had to do their fights. Mm-hmm. Take a minute. It's okay. <laughs> do you need to collect yourself? <laughs> Was that their teen to me to me to I'm so sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> Oh, God. Where do we want to start with this movie? I do want to stress, that this film came out in, I want to say, 1990. I'm going to double check that. You were looking at your phone, right? Yes. Yeah. So, pretty confident it was was, was 1990, because your phone said so. so Yes, the phone never lies. The phone very rarely lies. The screen only tells me. Yeah. Truths. Two truths and a lie. When you gaze into the black mirror, it <laughs> gazes back at you with two truths and a lie. What was the lie that it told you about Ninja Turtles? Um, that <laughs> this movie was worth my time. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, the 
It wasn't that bad. I think considering where we've been the past couple weeks, it yeah. it was still technically a step up. It's been a long road getting from there to here. It's been a long road, but our time is finally near. Now, the Ninja Turtles movie is... I want to stress how good for the time that the animatronic faces were. Mm-hmm. I thought those looked really cool. I, I think they have aged a little bit now, but I still think that they, they realized... In like pract- in, in using practical effects, this was pre-CG, this was pre, you know, fudging it with a computer, and they didn't stop motion it. They realized with practical effects, the fourth Turtles Des Ninja. Now, I think that's, I'm not sure that's real French. I think that's impressive. I think that's to be commended. Uh, the fact that each turtle kind of has, uh, it was, it's very subtle, but they have their own kind of slightly different coloring. They mm-hmm. have their own jaw lines. They have distinct voices. Uh, <laughs> you've had a very visceral no, reaction just, to the word voices. Well, they're brothers, right? Mm. They're brothers and they grew up together and they've been turtles in this sewer for 15 odd yes. years. They all have different accents. Yes. Why does why is one of them come California? That's what's wrong with this movie. I did not know this going in. Corey Feldman was the voice of Donatello. I don't know who that is. Who was that? Uh, he's a he was the a child actor. He was in. Um, he was a child once. He was a child monster. He was in the Lost Boys. Yeah, Corey Feldman. Um, and I'm looking at the, his profile picture on Wikipedia right now. It does look like he and Guy Fieri go to the same. Fieri. <laughs> it's Guy Fieri. Fieri. It does look like they go to the same barber. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how I thought that sentence was going to end, but you surprised and delighted me, and I I appreciate that. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah, he was the voice of uh, Donatello in this movie. Previously, he was in uh, The Lost Boys. He was in The Goonies. He was in Gremlins. He was uh, the voice of Young Copper in The Fox and the Hound. Oh! I was hoping... I wanted to see how long you were going to sustain that uh... for. Oh! Sorry, I was trying to join in. Did I, did I ruin it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't top that. Let's move on. Are you just trying to make me feel bad about myself now? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was he got separate billing in the end credits. That's how I noticed that. Oh, did he actually? Yeah, I di- I didn't know that. I did not know that was him, and you didn't know who him was. Yeah. Well, I think he's probably like the one famous person that was in this movie. In this movie. Let's have a look at this. Or the one famous person who was famous at the time. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Uh, is also in this movie. He, uh, this is the he film has, that launched his career, I, I guess. I think he has a grand total of three lines and maybe 37 <laughs> seconds of screen time, but he's also the only member of the cast to have won an Oscar. So, so there you go. That's an achievement that this movie, when they re-release it on ultra-high-def Blu-ray, they can say featuring Oscar winner <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Yeah, my first note is April Scaly Awakening. How far into the movie did you make that note? Um, that's quite maybe like late. 15, 20 minutes. I think the, fir- the first few minutes I was just like, what? <sighs> yeah. There was just a lot to take in. The, the, the beginning of the movie opens with um, April O'Neil, who is simultaneously an anchor and a field reporter yeah, I don't, un- for this, <sighs> this news network in New York, talking about this crime it's wave. It's a very small network, and they only have two employees. Yes. So... Well, three. There's got to be a floor manager. Oh, okay. Uh, but they just turn the cameras on and uh, scuttle, run hurriedly <laughs> to the desk. So the film opens with April giving this uh, this field desk and field report, but we're also shown scenes outside of the the, the, the news story 
of this crime wave in New York. All kinds of shit's being stolen. Televisions, skateboards, boxes of cargo from the back of a truck. A woman has her TV stolen from her, uh, I guess... Her balcony. Her balcony porch kind of situation. Her fire escape. And there are, there are a group of very coordinated and very young pickpockets putting in a tremendous amount of manpower to steal one wallet. wallet. It seems excessive. It feels like you could have... I, I get the idea of, I don't want this wallet on me because if someone says, hey, he took my wallet and I get stopped and I go, I don't have your wallet. I don't know where it could have gone. But you don't need to pass it off three and four times. No, like you can accomplish the same thing with like two people. That's a two-man job. Where, 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 where are all these extra people coming from? What are they for? This See, is a badly... When two listen, people love each other very much. <laughs> I think you and I should run our own crime syndicate because I think we could streamline the operation. How do you feel about that? Um, What would be my role? Would I be the wallet grabber or would I be the wallet receiver? I Well, it doesn't have to be us. We can bring in extra people. Would I? So I would just be like human resources. Yeah, you'd be HR. I'd be publicity. I'd be PR. Yeah. HR and PR. Her and Per, and then we would we would employ, um, and we could probably like post listings on uh, like Indeed mm-hmm. or uh, ZipRecruiter. By the way, this episode is sponsored by ZipRecruiter uh, because they sponsor all podcasts, whether you want them to or not. We could use any of those platforms to kind of find people to join our organization. Craigslist is also a good way to immediately get arrested because anyone who posts anything to Craigslist is doing illegal things. So we should not do that. Craigslist, for when you need to break the law in a hurry. This episode is also sponsored by Craigslist. The point is that there's a lot of teens doing crimes. Teens doing crime. They are stealing literally any and everything. Any and everything, which is part of puberty. There's always yeah. like that, that crime surge. That's what the song when you, when uh, you're in your early teens. Changes is about. Yeah. Uh, either by David Bowie or Ozzy Osbourne. Either way is good. <laughs> it's all fine. It's all acceptable. The score at this point, by the way, the soundtrack to the scene sounded a lot, and this doesn't carry on through the whole movie, but it sounded like daytime murder mystery show, like uh, Murder, She Wrote, or Diagnosis Murder, a little bit Columbo, that kind of... All of the musical cues in this movie left me confused. Or just, uh, there's a lot of synthesized mm. stuff, very 90s, but... Very, like a very thin score. Yeah. It's just like, dee, 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 dee. there's a lot of, dee, it's kind dee, of a, dee, 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 dee. a thin veneer of music has been applied <laughs> to this, this movie. And one of the things that I find absolutely fascinating is how quickly the turtles show up. I looked at the, the, the time readout on the Blu-ray player when we were watching it. Four minutes, 20 seconds for our first turtle encounter. Our first blaze it. Yeah. 420 blaze it. The, is that, I wasn't surprised by that. Is it norm? Is it supposed to be like a slow reveal? I think I'm just these are turtles because the movie is called Teen 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 Turtles. I I think the way that a lot of these superhero movies are made now, they kind of tease it a little bit longer before you they Teen Turtle they Teen Turtle it a little bit longer. So we don't see the hero. Like, I think about the the Ang Lee Hulk movie, where we don't see the Hulk for the entire, I think, first half of the movie. And even the Incredible Hulk, which fixes that issue by having him show up pretty early on, it's not in the first five minutes. Like, I'm used to superhero movies where they kind of tease it mm. a little bit first. Like, I think, you know, I think about Batman Begins, where he doesn't become Batman for the but first half this, of the movie, or... is this Does this count as, like, an origin story? Because they already exist. I guess they mentioned that this was the Turtles' first time, like, 
being involved in an mm. actual battle of any kind or like actually fighting. But does that constitute an origin story? Not to me. Uh, I, they do go over the origin. Yeah. Um, oh, God. They, they go over it in kind of a non-linear way. Deadpool kind of does the same thing. Deadpool is an origin story. Deadpool spends more time with the origin, but it happens later in the movie. I, you, I know you haven't seen Deadpool. It's not your, your flavor, I don't think. Um, which means we will be watching it next week. No! No! I know what we're watching no, next week. We, by, by next week, you mean Thursday, because we're recording two of these this week. I know what we're watching next time, and I am excited. It's 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 going to be... But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, I think this is an origin movie, but it's an origin movie in the same way that the first Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movie is an origin movie, where it's kind of... Everyone already knows who these characters are. Kind, kind of, in that... I, I think that... The approach with the show, that Sherlock Holmes movie is he's already he already exists, but he's not established. Mm. So I think that's kind of what they're doing with the turtles. This is this is their first time stopping a crime, the first time they meet April O'Neil, their first encounter with the Foot Clan, their first uh, egregious murder of a man oh wearing my God! knives. Um, all of these things happen in this in this movie, and then they kind of cover the origin of the... T- and they change the origin as well compared to how it is in the animated series. I don't remember... If, I've not read any comics, so I don't know if the comic origin is the same, but uh, I know that Splinter's origin, at least, is tweaked. But we'll, we'll come to that later. There's a point where April O'Neil is being mugged on the street. We hear the movement of a manhole cover. A sigh, it, which is a sort of a knifey, daggery thing, is... Oh, I thought you You hear the manhole cover, and then you hear... <sighs> Yeah. Um, <sighs> should, have taken a, should have taken a left turn on Albuquerque. <laughs> uh, they throw the sigh at the light, and then when the lights come back up, when the cops arrive, all of the people that were trying to mug April have been tied up. But And they're having little awakenings. Yeah, all of them are becoming, Their respective awakenings. pointed out, they're all becoming scaly. Yeah, bondage scalies. Yeah, so they're all kind of tied, they're all very tied up. One of them is not tied up very well. I, I saw how slack the rope was, but he was still like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was kind of, I think he was into it. Do you, well, I was going to say, do you think maybe he was an actor pretending to be a person who was tied up? Because that's also a possibility. I, it doesn't strike me as likely. This is a documentary. Okay. Yeah, they a- wouldn't have had, this isn't a reenactment. This is actual footage. This is, this is a, did, did found you not, footage. Yeah, this is a found footage movie. April finds the sigh and puts it in her bag and we see a pair of large cartoon eyes peering out from the manhole cover, and we hear a voice say, Damn. Oh no! And, and I was really upset because this movie's rated PG, but he swears you, a lot. You, you, you literally gasped. You went, oh, I swear. <laughs> it's a kid's movie. This movie's rated PG. That we've watched Parental other movies guidance. that have said shit in them. Were they rated PG? No. No. <laughs> no, that's true. No, and you know what? The movie I was thinking where they said shit was when we watched. The second Jumanji movie uh, on your birthday. Yeah, that's PG-13. Yeah. If you want to get Molly a belated birthday gift, by oh. the way, she does have an Amazon wish list, and you should definitely <laughs> no, get her something. No, you're embarrassing me. No, I'm not embarrassing you. My birthday was t- two weeks ago now? It was It was last... When this episode goes up, it would have been about a week and a half ago. Yeah, we kind of flubbed it there. We did. But the good news is that we... Had a good di- good time. We went to Toys R Us. We had a good dive. We, had a good- just- we died, uh, but then we came back. <laughs> we went um, to Toys R Us. We went to Toys R Us. We got to pick apart the 
the last remnants of a dying kingdom. Well, I, I was actually really disappointed because I went in there expecting like a Mad Maxian apocalyptic <laughs> wasteland, and it was actually completely normal inside. It was just regular. Yeah, they, they had signs up saying they weren't having more, their liquidation sales yet. crowded than usual, like busier yeah. than usual, but... How many just people were just doing what we were doing, which is just, let's just go and, let's go to the zoo one last time them, before it closes. Well, a lot of them, like, had actual children with them, so probably not many. Yeah. I accidentally said fuck in front of a child. You did say fuck in it front of a child. It didn't occur to me that maybe I shouldn't do that. A tiny child. It was hilarious I don't think to the me. child will have retained it. No. Yeah. And then we went to Geeky Tees. Mm-hmm. And then we came back to your place and watched both Jumanji movies back to back. Yeah, it's a double feature. Yeah. So now everyone's heard about how I spent my birthday. Would you rather talk about Jumanji or are you okay to continue talking about the Jumanji is great and I really enjoyed the second one, but we are here to talk about Tintle Mintle Mintle Tootles. We will eventually get to Jumanji, I think. I think it is on the list. It is on the list, yeah. yes. So and we'll, we'll we get to that. So, uh, Raphael does a swear. <gasps> He's He swears. He says the D word. As the other Ninja Turtles are kind of walking along, kind of being cool, saying cool words uh, like bodacious. Excellent. And bossa nova. Oh, God. Raphael is tailing behind them, keeping a, like, five to ten foot distance at all times, because he's too cool for school. Yeah, Raphael, he doesn't want people to know that he's with them. He's so too... Like if I walk far enough behind, they won't think we're all together. He's totally tubular in every way. He's like a he's rad totally Mary Poopins. Mary Poopins. Mary Poopins. They live in a sewer. It's appropriate. <laughs> it was an intentional joke, but I was able to backfill it. Good job. Thank you. They arrive at Master Splinter. And if you don't know Ninja Turtles, Master Splinter is a giant rat man. And they're He's like, they talk about how cool they were. He's a very nice rat puppet. He's, I was oh, very the puppetry impressed. is marvelous. Yeah, all of the puppetry in this movie is great. I think because he was the only creature effect, he's the only creature that had fur. He was the one who, like, read the most Jim Henson's Creature Shop yeah. to me. And, like, his movements, his little bony hands, like, read to me kind of Skeksis-like. You I were very, you were enamored of Splinter's <laughs> hands. You kept calling attention to them whenever you I saw them on. I love them. They're so, like, weird and bony. Yeah. Like horse legs. Yes. I think maybe I just like weird bony critters. That's So, so if there are furries and scalies, are you a bony? Um, no, I feel like that probably is something else. That's probably already a thing. I feel right? like that's probably, like, skeletons, maybe? Uh, yeah, the puppetry on Splinter was really, really good. He, and because he was he was the most organic, like, with the Ninja Turtles, you can kind of see the join where yeah, the Yeah, there's not the as much, there's not, like, fur or feathers or anything to hide behind, no really. Feather, no. There's, it's just kind of a weird, like, Play-Doh texture. Yeah. You're making the creepy mouth movements because, that they do. Uh, yeah, I was kind of mimicking. Like, they, they obviously like. It's difficult for us to mechanics, talk about that. They can't really like lip sync. Yeah. With it very well, so it's just the mouths open, like the jaws can open, and like the lips can curl back, and that's really all of the movement it that do, they get fairness, out of that puppet. So it's a lot of like they're talking, and then they're like weirdly baring their teeth, like. Like a weird fear grimace. Sometimes it's really, really good. Like sometimes whoever's doing the, the the puppeteering on that particular turtle in that moment does a really good job of like matching. I don't know if they had to match the pre-recorded dialogue or if the the actors had to who did the voiceover because it was separate voiceover actors, puppets, puppeteers, and people in the costumes. That's three people per turtle. That's twelve people across all four turtles. That's math. They they did a really good job at times of kind of keeping that lip sync. I'm trying to look up the, the puppeteers. 
I have it. I feel like it's. I would know a lot of them. Okay, so I have the list here. Because I'm in Jim Henson world a lot. Um, the facial puppeteer for Raphael was David Greenaway. For Michelangelo, it was Mac Wilson. For Donatello, it was David Rudman. And for Leonardo, it was Martin P. Robinson. Hmm. And then for Splinter, um, Kevin Clash was the puppeteer. Okay, I know who. Isn't isn't that the Elmo guy? Isn't that the Elmo guy? The, Hold on. That voice went. Yes, it's the Elmo guy. It's I, the Elmo guy. It's the Elmo guy. It's the Elmo guy. So Elmo is Splinter. Elmo is Splinter. It's a different voice, obviously. Well, Elmo didn't. Hasn't no, been it was no. Kevin Clash is the voice of Splinter. Really? Yeah. Elmo is Splinter. You Elmo heard is... it here first, folks. You heard it here first, unless you already knew that information. In which case, do you think you heard it here first? Well, and it Elmo back didn't time. come along. Almost like a comparatively recent addition to Sesame Street. So, do you think like Splinter turned into Elmo? Like he. Got, had got, like a red skull kind of scenario. Or he got splashed with more of the ooze. More of the ooze. And it turned him into something. Like every time he yeah. gets splashed with the ooze, he turned into something different. Yeah. And Just it, like a randomizer. First time he got turned into um, Jim Carrey's character in the film uh, Rubberface. And then the second time he got turned into Elmo. And he has remained Elmo ever since. And now he's the owner of the Furchester Hotel in London. Which is a real show where a bunch of Sesame Street characters run a hotel what? in London. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's a real thing. I don't know if it's still on, but it was. Uh, it launched while I was visiting in the UK a few years ago. That's very interesting. It's a baffling thing to know that it exists. Yeah, I don't really run in Sesame Street circles anymore. I, I haven't posted to the fan boards in <laughs> probably weeks. I just need to have a couple babies, and that will give me an excuse to catch up on my Sesame I like the Street. idea of having the babies... Have them like you don't. They don't need to be yours. You just no, need I just to need to acquire. Acquire. Some. <laughs> can, I can go to Goodwill get some gently used babies. Baby acquisition. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to register them? Um, it dep- not if you lease them. No. No. Do you, you have to get insurance though? To lease. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the that's the main hurdle. I think that a lot of that's people... why most people don't lease is because it adds up. It gets expensive. Have after you? A while. Well, and there's also it's rent to, to own as well. You could rent yeah, for a while and then. I've looked into that. How's that work There's out There's a lot of options. Does that work out better long-term financially? Rent to own? Yeah. Usually it's better than leasing, yeah. Okay. But I don't know if I, I, don't know if I want, if I'm going to want them for that long. I don't want to make the commitment. That's fair. So just try the, try the baby for, you know, six to 18 months. Yeah. They get bigger. That's the thing about yeah, babies. Yeah, sometimes you want to trade them in because you're like, oh, this one's too big. I only have these are the only like two shirts I have to switch between. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want them to have babies. personality. I want them to remain small and loud and annoying and smelly, <laughs> and never progress past the point where they're able to articulate their own thoughts and feelings. Well, see, yeah, you're just describing Mel and not soil their undergarments. Mel doesn't have undergarments, but, but she if she is did, in, she is incontinent. Let's get back to the ninja needle. Tootles. Teentle, meentle, tootles. Anyway, so the Ninja Turtles order pizza. I think Leonardo and Michael... It's get, it get, you reach a point where it's difficult to differentiate them, even with the different colors. Really? Yes. Because <laughs> um, they all kind of read the same. they're so easy to tell apart. Uh, Raphael goes off to see a movie. Michelangelo and I think Raphael, Leonardo... his thingy's red. Yes. So it's an easy mnemonic device. All right. Raph is red, cool as bread. Leo's blue, what it do? <laughs> Mikey's orange. Oh, oh no! no! 
Mikey's orange needs a lozenge. <laughs> and um, Donnie's purple. Oh no, we're fucked twice. <laughs> what Donnie's, are we gonna do? Donnie's purple. Purple nerfle. <laughs> I tried my best. Donnie's purple. Ma- maple circle. <laughs> Maple circle. <laughs> Donnie's purple nerfle circle. <laughs> Don's off blue. Not quite that what? hue. Oh I was God. trying to find another way to... What's another word for purple? Violet. Donnie's violet. Your turn. This is great radio. It's great. It's... I could list more shades of purple. Let's, uh, okay. Wisteria. No, keep going. Lilac. Donnie's lilac. And he's violet. That kind of works. <laughs> violent. Know, violent and violet go better to go together. Violet and than... violent feels like a typo. You know, I'm doing my best. I, I appreciate that, but do better. Okay. One more time. I'll okay, give me one no. more purple. Um, lavender. Donnie's lavender. Donnie's lavender. Cool. <laughs> okay, we got there in the end. Um, they order a pizza. The pizza guy shows up two minutes late, so Michelangelo says, well, that's $3 off the price. And then kills him. And then kills him. And drags him, him down and drags through him the down. subway grate. Yeah, actually, they, the only reason they order the pizza is to kind of get the, the delivery person. Yeah. They, they order... I want to stress, these... I don't know a lot about pizza, but I do know that New York has some amazing pizza. I've never been, but everyone I know... Told. Yeah, everyone I know who's been to New York says the pizza's great. Everyone I know who came from New York, they tell me two things. Firstly, they come from New York. They say that a lot. It's unavoidable. They will tell you this frequently over and over again. Secondly, the pizza in New York is amazing. So why then? It sounds just based on that, like maybe everyone who goes to New York is brainwashed, like kind of hypnotized, like they can't stop saying they're from New so York. Like, like Rudy they're... Giuliani goes door door to door, like with a pocket watch, telling people the pizza here is great. Yeah. We're from New York. Well, I think it's something in the water, because you know how people who make the New York pizza out here, like, get the water shipped in from New York? That's weird. Yeah. But it must be... I think it's the water that makes you, like... I don't think I've ever had, like, a quote-unquote New York-style pizza. I've been to New York once, and I don't think I had pizza while I was there. No, the closest I've ever been, I was in Newark, New Jersey last year for four days. If you say it really fast, you can kind of trick people into thinking you were in I was in New York and we... That's how we say it over there. That's how we say it in England, is we say we're in New York. I've been to the original York. I've been to old York. Oh. We just call it York. And they have... Do they have pizza in New York? No, they have tea. And I did... Oh, wait, no, I had a calzone. So, kind of. The calzone is just take a pizza... Fold, fold it in half. half and then staple it down. What yeah. A calzone is basically a giant Cornish pasty, but on the inside it's pizza A calzone stuff. is like a big ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> so, which means a pop-tart is a medium-sized ravioli. Yeah. That's the scale. It's ravioli, pop-tart, calzone. You think if, if a pop-tart and a calzone had a baby, the baby is a ravioli? Yeah. it's like pasty and soft. And needs to be boiled. Yeah. Yeah. Like babies. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is why you're not allowed to rent anymore. <laughs> Um, so they order from Domino's, which you don't order from Domino's, is the point I'm trying to make. You, if you live in New York and you're ordering from Domino's, you're doing pizza wrong. Yeah, something. You're not really from New York. Maybe they don't know any better because they literally yeah. live in a sewer and probably haven't been out of there in 15 years. It's Yeah, they probably did a lot of growing up there, but they also know how to order pizza. And this, the guy who delivers the pizza seems baffled about making that delivery, which means either he's new or this is the first time they've ordered pizza, which strikes me as a problem. 
Because they are very familiar with the concept of pizza. It's their thing. They know pizza. They're the Ninja Turtles. They're teenagers. Those are the two things that consume like the most pizza. They like their tintle, mintle, pintles. Yes. Uh, Michelangelo, when ordering the pizza, by the way, stresses no anchovies. He says no anchovies a bunch of times. That's weird, because you'd think red-eared sliders would be into eating fish. Well, the other thing is, if you don't want something on your pizza, you just, you don't, just don't ask, ask for, for it. it. He lists a bunch Once of meat. put the word anchovies in their brains... Yeah, like, I can imagine the guy on the other end of the phone being like, okay, got it. And then he hangs up and he goes, oh, I forgot to write all of that down. I remember ham, I remember the pepperoni, I remember the sausage. And, they, and I remember they really emphasized They said anchovies. anchovies a lot. Was that because they wanted anchovies or... I'll put anchovies on half just in case. <laughs> and then... I'll put them in a little cup. Yeah. <laughs> so they get a cup of, like, depression fish uh. along with... Does that something Domino's does if you ask them? Just put some of the meat in a... You, as an avid consumer of both Domino's oh, and yes. meat, would My know the favorite answer. things g- gluten. Yes. A dairy. Of course. And critters. Yeah. Chopped up critters. Yum, 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 yum. Yep, all that goes yum, yum, yum. It all goes <laughs> in my tongue. You're, you're, you're big on all of those yes. things. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite critter to eat? Um, definitely any, any kind of winged critter. I'd like to eat the ones that fly, because when I eat them, it's like, ha ha. You could have got away. (laughs) (laughs) This is yeah, uh, yeah. This is is how I imagine people who eat meat (laughs) think when they're eating, like, chicken. They're like, ha ha ha. Could have gotten away. I selectively bred you so you couldn't escape. (laughs) You had the power of flight, and I wanted it, but... if I can't have it, you can't have it either. Chicken, you flew too close to the bun, and now you're in my sandwich. Thank you for that. It's no gift You've done better. in the mouth. It's not a gift norse. It's I not don't a gift think you'll ever. I tried my best. So, Ninja Turtles. In this movie. So, Raphael goes to see a movie. He goes to see Critters. Is that what he was doing? I thought yeah. he was just walking around. He goes out in this trench coat. Yeah, which I think is a reference. Hat. I think that's a reference to the first episode of the animated series because all four Ninja Turtles I are wearing. Obviously, you're very well versed with the animated series, yeah, so you'd catch yeah, that reference I'm before I would. There's nothing in front of his face, but like he's a turtle man. He's a turtle man walking around Greg the Turtleman. streets. Of, Greg Turtleman walking around the streets of New York. And maybe it's because it's New York, but, like, no one looks twice at him. No one cares. No, they're just... Even when he meets Casey, spoiler alert, he meets Casey. Casey's reaction is just like, huh, you're, like, a weird-looking man. Even like, when he what? takes his hat off, he's, like, like, a oh, bold you're, you're, guy with green face just, paint. Yeah, your, your, your facial features all just kind of melted. Yeah. There was that point where April's being mugged again because she has the world's worst luck. Yeah. I think the Foot Clan actively target her because she's talking about the Foot Clan on the news. Yeah. And Raphael goes to stop the mugging and opens his trench coat to flash his weapon, which is not a euphemism. He has one of his... It's his sigh. Sigh. And he gets the other one when she's being mugged. How do you spell sigh? S-A-I. Oh. Yeah. Sigh. That's not what I was imagining. What were you imagining? I was imagining like S-C-Y-E. <laughs> P-S-C-Y-E-I-E. <laughs> Say. Say. So the. So he flashes his sign. It's like, don't mess with me. I've got a, a, a fancy yeah. skewer. Something happens, uh, and Raphael and Casey Jones end up fighting in the park, and Casey Jones gets a, a wonderful view of Raphael's crotch. There's a lot of crotch shots with the yeah. turtles. 
Their their shell contraption, their costume kind of reminds me of what you wear when you're fencing. You know the kind of leotards with the snap crotch, yeah. like the weird. Yeah, it's, I I, I think Do you know, I know what, what I'm mean. describing. No, where it's just, but oh, I where think it's, it's just it's not even like a gusset. It's yeah. like just a little strap that just like goes between your legs. Doesn't really offer any coverage. Yeah, and creates a really. A weird, it's a weird place to have a strong line on your body, on the human body. Mm. And that's how the turtle shells are set up. They're just, they've They're taken a turtle shell and tried to kind of ham-fist the proportions mm. to make them fit an adultman. An adultman. Yeah, and I don't think it quite... I think one of the... I think... One of the iterations of Ninja Turtles that does a really good job of striking that balance between turtle and person is actually the... Tercin. Tercin, if you will. Purple. Yes. Purple. I'm really afraid that I'm gonna... Yeah. Now that you've like been like, oh, I hope we don't act- accidentally say some sort of offensive word by smashing all these syllables together. I'm really I, worried. I don't think... Here's the thing. If, if you are aware of that word and you're aware that it's a word you would not say, you're not... Unless you have already loaded that bullet into the chamber, you're not going to fire it off. Cool. Unless, unless it's an accidental misspeak, like the person who was on the British game show Blockbuster, and the answer to the question was organism, and he said orgasm oh, on so national we know television. What he was thinking about. Sex. Sexy sex. Always. Yes. I always thought that game show was lopsided because you had two people on the blue team versus one person on the white team. Anyway, that's a game show you're not familiar with. No, I'm not, but I'm trying really hard to play along, be a good sport. So April O'Neil passes out after being mugged. Raphael takes her back to the sewer and she, she gets she gets hit. She, she doesn't get, get mugged and then just be like, oh. Oh, she actually does get. She gets she's struck concussed. in the head, and yeah. they don't take her to a hospital. They take no, her back to the like, sewer. Why don't we? Yeah, this is the yeah. Best that place seems like an appropriate place to take a concussed woman. I want to stress as well because it's very strange. They were perving. On her when she was on the television. Yeah. 10 to 15 minutes previously. And now they've picked up her unconscious body and brought her to their sunless sewer lair. Sunless sewer lair. Great band. Good music. <laughs> I saw them play. They don't really tour much anymore, but I did catch them at Coachella back in 2008. Coachella. 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 And they were really good live. Coachella. Yeah. It's weird that they... they... That was a callback to Bugs Bunny. <laughs> okay. Because you said left turn. Uh, Albuquerque, yep. And then you said. Because he's trying to get to the Co- Coachella, Coachella Valley, right? I don't know. He wants to get to, I only to know Gizmo the left Beach. turn. The only thing that anyone remembers about Bugs Bunny's interaction when he's digging is left turn Albuquerque. No, I remember two other things. Then you're one, the one person on the planet who is not 60 who remembers. Well, I watched Bugs Bunny Roadrunner movie a lot as a child, so. I'm sorry I keep derailing They had a us. movie? Yeah. It was a bunch of shorts all put together. Was, was, was Bugs Bunny or Wile E. Coyote, uh, were they in court being no. tried for something? Maybe that's a fever dream that I had. Probably. Yeah. Let's let's move along because we've been talking for over an hour now. Oh, no. And we are 20 minutes into the narrative oh, no! of this movie. Um, Either this is a really dense narrative or we're just really spacey. Let's just speed through some of the middle stuff. Because we're. Okay, so so April, uh, she freaks out a little bit. Uh, everyone, as one would. As one would. She decides she's dreaming. She's told she isn't because when someone in a dream tells her you're not dreaming, you're clearly not dreaming. Like, That's what oh, happened okay, when the yeah. talking grandfather clock told me I wasn't dreaming. That's what I, I believe them because, of course, you do. 
she's told by Splinter the origin story that he used to be a rat that was owned by this trainer. I mean, he's still a rat. He used to be a, like he was a regular a, he sized was a rat. Pet rat. He was a pet of rat a, of a ninja man. Of a ninja man. And as a tiny little pet rat, he would practice ninja moves that, that he, he saw his yeah his master which doing. is a b- believable is what thing rats, do. rats are known for they've got it. tiny little feet and tiny little human hands so yeah. it follows logically that the next thing they would do yeah. is tiny little kicks and yeah punches. so uh splinter's master who was named yoshi uh he <laughs> yes yoshi and some guy whose name i don't remember but he ends it's shredder the spoiler alert yeah, is shredder the evil man both had eyes on the same woman the woman went with Yoshi, and rather than fight Shredder for her affection, which is the only way to win a woman's heart, this is a cold hard fact, they just immigrated to America. Because when, to avoid confrontation, that's a pretty ballsy move. Is that move. what you did? Yeah, to that's avoid why I immigrated. Yeah. You were like, I'm just, you know, there's a simple solution yeah. here. Yeah, this is the second movie in a row where someone has used pack your bags and move away as an actual solution to their problem. What was the first one? Uh, in My Little Pony. Oh, that's a good point. When they were, were like, dealing with... Why don't we just... Mm... When they went to the Grand Boobar, whatever his name was, and said, we need you to help us... Moochick. Moochick, thank you. We need you to help us uh, deal with this this problem. He was like, why don't you just cut your losses and M- move go into somewhere this else? Move very expensive toy beach house so we can sell beach houses to kids. Not literally, like toy beach houses. Toy Beach Houses. So, Splinter... That sounds like you Toy Beach Houses, which was, would be a fun name. Yes. Yoshi has a job, which, guessing by his attire, is painter decorator. He comes home from work oh one day... Oh my god, he is wearing overalls, isn't he? Yes. He comes home from work no, to find... Yes, he's, he's Mario. To find... Surprise, that's the twist. That's the twist. This actually directly leads into the Mario Brothers movie. So you have to watch that after this. Oh, In fact, we are, after we finish recording, oh, we're going to watch the Super Mario Brothers oh, movie. No, 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 no. No? No, 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 no. You're not, you're not fond of that plan? No, 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 no. It's the motherfucking Dio Devil. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, he comes home, wife dead, oh no. I think he is then killed himself. Splinter something, something, something ends up in the sewers. Well, um, the Shredder man cuts Shredman. off... Shred- Shredman. Greg Shredman. Greg Shredman. Greg Shredman. Greg Shawshank. The Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank or Gregman. Yes. <laughs> It just cuts off Splinter's ear? He, for funsies. Yeah. The Splinter ugh. attacks his face. Oh, I guess that makes sense. I thought that he was he was like, oh, oh, like, I killed you. Oh, this is your pet rat? Well, let, let me tell you what I think of your pet rat. <laughs> <laughs> like, now he only has one ear. Yeah, the Splinter, still in rat form, in, like, full-on rat form, attacks Shredder's face, scratches it up, put, like, leaves scars. Pretty bad. And then Splinter, as punishment for that... Shredder does the worst thing he can imagine to a rat and cuts off its one tiny, of, delicate one, just ear. Just a single ear. Yes. Which is either, either speaks to a tremendous precision that Shredder has or terrible fucking yeah, aim. Like because going, how do you... Going for the head. If Luke Skywalker can fire off two torpedoes into a two-foot-wide gap on the Death Star, how the fuck can Shredder not stab and kill a rat at point-blank range with a big old fucking knife. I think it's because maybe the rat had just attacked his face and he was kind of like, which is the sound you make when a rat 
attacks your face and you're like, oh no, I have to go get a bunch of rounds of rabies shots now and that's going to be unpleasant. That sound, I'm not sure that sound. Let me just look this up on WebMD on my phone. Oh wait, no, that is the sound. Is that one of, is that one of, did you look at the symptom checker? Yeah, actually there's a little sound file for what plays when a person gets their face bit or scratched by a rat. Let me just press play on that. <laughs> this is your time to shine, Molly. <laughs> I have to relax my face. See? So it's a noted symptom. Oh no, you played the turkey gobble. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry let me tap the other one. Sorry, yeah. No, actually, I'm on the wrong page. This is this is um, Thanksgiving-itis. Let me just... There we go. So the rat bite. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm on the same page again. I don't know how that happened. I'm reloading. Let me... I think maybe they just mislabeled the, the, the MP3. MP3 files. Like we're going to do this episode so that people can't listen to it? <laughs> yes. This is a secret bonus episode. No, I'm not doing that. No, please don't. Everyone has to hear our great... Tricky sounds. Yes. What were we... Oh, so Splinter gets thrown into the sewer, where he encounters four baby turtles. Yeah, baby turtlers. baby red-eared sliders. Very uh, important to know the species of turtle. Is that what they are? They're red-eared sliders, yeah. Uh, playing as children frequently do in radioactive ooze. Mm-hmm. He just kind of watches them, and then he goes to sleep, and he wakes up the next day, and the turtles are bigger, and so is he. And over time, they grow into humanoid forms, learn how to say words like... Pizza and Cowabunga. And radical. And radical. And Splinter discovers that he is taking more human I think that scene was supposed to be funny. It mostly was not funny. Mm. Funny is not the word I would use to describe it. You were genuinely put off by the <sighs> puppetry on the... The baby turtle The baby turtle puppets. But this whole movie is disturbing. The anthropomorphization of turtles yeah. just as a rule is disturbing. I... Splinter's origin in the cartoon, in the 80s cartoon, is different. Because in the cartoon, I think he was Master Yoshi, and the ooze turned, turned him, him into, into the a rat. rat. Which makes even less sense. But it makes more sense than a rat learning that is true. martial arts by watching a guy who knows martial arts. Yeah. Because, but then if we didn't have, if they hadn't changed it, we would miss out on that phenomenal shot of the puppet rat doing punches and kicks in its cage, which was an amazing sight. That was one of the weaker puppet moments. And I really wanted this movie to have strong puppet moments. Yes. With which I could find no fault. Sorry. Sorry, those don't exist. So they go back to April's house, where they hang out for a bit. Yeah, they just hang out at her apartment. She's like, cool, this is fine. And then they go back. Once they've done that, they've hung out for a bit. They have yeah. they have a frozen pizza. I don't I know why. I thought you were going to say they have a turtle orgy. They have a, they have a torgy. Yes, a that torgy. is true. They go home and find the when Raphael. They don't have a turtle orgy. I should note, but April makes a lot of like weird faces. At She's they get very them. pally. They laugh at a lot of jokes that aren't funny. That's how you know someone's trying to get into your because they do impressions of. Shell. Yeah, they do impressions of uh, people I've never heard of. Sylvester Stallone in Rocky, and other people whose names I don't remember. They do impressions. It's not funny. It's a really boring scene. I think if you're a kid, that's great. Like I don't remember watching this film as a kid. I know I did, but I'm pretty sure that if I had to invent the memory of being, you know, four years old, five years years old, watching this movie on VHS, I would probably have found that funny. Do you think you would have found it funny because you could tell? By, like, the telegraphing of it, that that was supposed to have been a funny moment. Yeah, I think that's... that's The telegraphing carries that scene for a child. I want to stress this is still better than the My Little Pony movie. Yeah. 
Um, this has an actual plot. It's yeah. it's a clumsy plot. Which we need to plow through because we've been talking for uh, an hour and ten minutes. Oh, God. We oh, can God. do this. We can do this. It's fine. Just we- cut out the turkey stuff. No, I'm keeping that in. That's gold. Okay. That's dynamite. Uh, they go back to the sewer... Uh, the place has been trashed and Shredder is gone. So the teenagers do the only thing they know what to do. Go and cry at April's front door. They the, need a mommy. They do need a mommy. And April is a mother figure despite the fact they were all perving on her half an hour earlier in the movie. Yeah, sounds like teenage boys. Yeah, as, t- as a teenage boy, I can confirm that's pretty much the case. The next day, April's boss shows up with his son at her house, which apparently is a regular Which, well, yeah, we established earlier that's a thing that he likes to do, which seems yeah. weird and invasive, because he barges in while she's in her jam jams. Yeah, and he just comes... And he's just like, hey, He follows her around, he goes into the bathroom yeah. with her. We have to assume that they're old friends, like that they've known mm. each other for a long time, because I, otherwise there are some I think there's boundaries. a reason she got this job. And it wasn't because of her skill as a reporter or an anchor. I'm surprised at you. That is I don't, that is upsettingly misogynistic. I don't think it's... I think she was doing what she had to do to make to get by in the, in the late 80s. Yeah, to get by in the late 80s. It was a different 90s. time. So what you're saying is also, that... Also, I just really want this movie to be interesting and for her character to have some amount of depth. So what you're saying is that it was kind of a late 80s kind of Harvey Weinstein situation. I don't know if it was that drastic. Maybe they really liked each other. So it may not have been now an abuse of power. It may of, have been it nepotism. Might, it's kind of nepotism. I should hope not. Nepotism is when you're related. Does it have to be related? I'm I thought pretty it was sure just... nepotism means family members. It's what's well, it's, it's whatever the non-familial version of nepotism is. Where it's... at any rate, her boss invades her privacy and. Her they and, need to have a talk about boundaries. Her and her son keep spotting Ninja Turtles in the corner of their eye, and then when they go, the turtles aren't there because they're also ninjas. This should be pointed out now yeah, because it will come up again later in the movie. Do. Yeah. So the reason her boss is there is to tell her to drop the to to stop reporting. Stop on reporting. The, yeah. All the. the I think so. I know that that happens. I can't remember if it happens at this point in the movie. But he does tell her to stop reporting on it because his son has been arrested and he's linked to the Foot Clan. His 10 to 12 year old son oh uh, that kid is definitely like 14? between 14 and 16 i think they're p- playing him like in the well he hasn't had braces yet so maybe like yeah. 14 14 at the most i would i'll put him 12 to 14 we'll ballpark it because she does he does steal money out of her wallet earlier in the movie which is something a 14 year old would definitely do oh i definitely that's how you did, know yeah I was a you bad did? kid. I did. I stole. I regularly stole You're money so out of my mother's purse. I was a bad. Yeah, I was a. I was a bad kid. I was not. I feel like you confessed to a lot of publicly. Crimes. It's good for the soul. It's this confession is good for the okay. the spirit. I didn't do anything wrong as a child. Never once. Mm-hmm. No, I was not great. I'm not saying I was terrible. I was not like a rebel problem child. I just did shit. I was just a shitty kid. I don't remember what happens after. Shitty kids. I don't remember uh, what happens after. Um... My note. Oh no, we we go to the Foot Clan's lair, which is all kids all the oh, time, yeah. gambling, smoking, skateboarding like in a, an unsafe it's kind of manner. Like a Pinocchio Pleasure Island kind of. It's it's yeah setup. it's it's a Pleasure Island setup, but with more OSHA violations, I think, because <laughs> there's that skateboard ramp yeah, that's it's very above. Dangerous. Yeah, those kids are gonna hurt someone. I think that's maybe how they they weed out the yeah. the weak ones. And then we get a, a, a our first introduction to Oscar winner Sam Rockwell's character. Of, uh, what was it, Thug Leader or something to that effect? Yeah, he was, I think, yeah, he was in, like, two scenes. He has four or five lines maximum. But he's an Oscar winner. He gives us something to hold on to. Yes, he's credited as Head Thug. Head Thug. He's a, he's a thug for the head region. <laughs> he's not a foot thug. He's a head thug. Yeah. They're opposing clan. 
Yeah, they're different. They're all the all the uh, the the body parts have their own clans uh, yeah. worldwide, and the head the head clan and the foot clan are kind of fighting for turf. Yeah, which you think they'd be at other ends of the world, but what can you do? It's a bad joke, but we're going to soldier on. Sam Rockwell is in this movie, and he's great. Then we get our first glimpse of Shredder during one of these scenes. Yeah, basket head. Yeah, basket head McKnife arms. Uh, he's basically Wolverine turned up to, not 11, but maybe a 6 or a 7. With also a basket on his head. With a basket on his pads. head. He's very top heavy. Yeah, he's he's kind of a human triangle. He has a very narrow waist, and you can tell that they've used a lot of the, kind of the looseness of the, the, the clothes and the, the big armor on his shoulders and head. It's a very 1940s silhouette that they've created. Yeah. Now, as a kid... Shredder's look in this movie always bothered me because he doesn't look like he does in the cartoon. He has a cape, briefly. The cape is removed. He has a very kind of sparkly kind of Jessica Rabbit's dress fabric. Yeah, it's a very interesting material that they chose for his... Yeah. For his... Oh, they look like pajamas. They're basically... He's wearing pajamas and (laughs) knives. He should be called Pajama Knifeman. Yeah. Yeah. With a basket. Yeah, pajama knifeman colon with a basket or parentheses with a basket colon or parentheses. What are your thoughts? Um, parentheses probably. Okay, cool. Or he would be pajamas with with like yeah. pajamas quote with a basket. Yeah. Knife knifeman. My next note, and I can't remember what scene this is in reference to, but it just says April wants to fuck a turtle who is under the age of consent. Now, what happened in the movie at this point for me to write this note? I'll tell you. The bad folks, the foot people, come to April's apartment and they burn the whole place down. So she and the turtles and Casey have to flee in their VW bus. Oh dear. And they go to her family's old farmhouse and they stay there and they put Raphael in a bathtub. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. right, Raphael's been beat it's, up pretty bad. But it's like bad. sexy that he's in the bathtub, I guess. And she's drawn all these pictures of... Yeah, she's, she's apparently also an accomplished artist. Yes. And lovingly draws portraits of all of the turtles as they hang out at the farmhouse. And leaves herself editor's notes as well, because I noticed the, yeah, the bottom of suddenly, it said, suddenly, add shading to... Well, suddenly there's, there's like a weird voiceover of her diary yeah. talking about like, oh, I think Casey's so hot. <laughs> like, voiceover that I didn't yeah. ask for. So the, the, also, Casey's kind of a jerk. Casey's a spectacular. Casey, we should point out, has shown up at this point. He he uh, showed up when they when they were attacking at. I don't Casey's. remember why he showed. He just up. kind of. I think he no. He saw Raphael doing his footloose kicks on the oh, roof. Oh, that's right. When Raphael was at April's having a cry. So yeah. So he went over there and was like, "Oh, hey, it's you." So they have a fight. They go to the farmhouse. Nick Fury shows up and helps Raphael fix a tractor. I was about to say, I wrote, I was like, this is exactly like Age of Ultron. Yeah, and then Michelangelo goes off to a vision quest to learn about the Infinity Stones. Yeah. My note, I have a note at this point that says, Donatello doesn't feel like Donatello. Now let me explain because I know that you're not as familiar with the turtles. How much, do you know anything about Donatello? I shouldn't presume. Is Donatello the blue one? Donatello's the purple one. Fuck, then I don't know anything about Donatello. I'm sorry. He's the one who I feel like had the least personality and did the least in this movie. I will tell you why. He had the least accurate personality. In the cartoon, at least, I can't speak to the comics because I've not read them, but in the cartoon, he was the brains of the operation. He was the gadget man. He built equipment. He uh, designed and engineered stuff. He was the scientist. He was a brain box. And they kind of played with that a little bit at the beginning when he was saying Bossa Nova instead of Cowabunga. 
and all of the slang he was like trying to join in and failing miserably. Yeah, they didn't make him sound smarter by doing that. But they didn't make him sound smart. They didn't make him sound dorky. And he doesn't really have any of his scientific proclivities or or smarts. Like, he's not a smart... He's not the smarter turtle. He's just another turtle. And that's really the problem with this movie, is Raphael... There's no one smart there to help them. I mean, there's no smarts in this movie at all, but... (laughs) The only turtle in this movie with a, a distinct personality of their own is Raphael. Mm-hmm. Raphael is the, the moody Angie Angie. He's he's the moody Angie one. If he were a human, he would have probably like a floppy emo haircut, like Peter Parker in Spider Man Three. Yeah, he doesn't. None of the other p- turtles really have he's kind distinct of the Kylo personalities. Ren of the group. Yeah, he's a, um, kind of a pouty, angry baby. Yeah, who doesn't know how to channel his anger. Yeah. But Michelangelo's thing is he sounds a bit like a surfer. And Donatello and Leonardo's things are that they are Ninja Turtles. Well, There's nothing like else Leonardo, there. Leonardo, his thing... Is he the blue one? Yes. Leonardo's thing was that he's very zen and he likes Splinter the best. Yes. That from this movie alone, that's what I gleaned. Well, in, in the cartoon, he's kind of the de facto leader of the four. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I would not have guessed that. I yeah. would have guessed that Raphael... I guess because he was... He had the most personality and he had the most screen time and he's the color red. I was like, oh, this guy's the leader. Like, he's the one in charge. Yeah. It doesn't... Yeah, they, they really don't hammer home the personalities of the Ninja Turtles particularly well. It's a shame. You don't get a sense of them working together as a group or, like, complimenting each other in any way. It's yeah. just like, oh, there's a bunch of these turtles in the yeah. same place kind of roughly doing the same thing and even at the end in like the final fights they never really fight together yeah. i feel like there's a lot of talk about how they need to be united in order to defeat the enemy but in the end like they don't actually come together they don't actually defeat him splinter is the one who defeats him yeah um, and the, Casey, who kind of kills him. Really, this film should just be Raphael. It should be Raphael's movie, because the other turtles don't add anything to the situation. They're just kind of in the room when a lot of this stuff happens. Does this movie have a main character? And who is the main character? I think a strong argument could be made for April O'Neil That's being the main character. That's what I was going to say. Uh, but she does not get the... In the same way that Mad Max Fury World isn't... For, for, in the same way that Mad Max Fury Road is not called Furiosa... Colon, and also Mad Max is here. This movie is called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenal, meanal. Teenal, meanal, meanal, toodles. Yes. Uh, and not April O'Neil. April, 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 April. Donatello. This is, I guess he gets a little bit scientific because he and Casey Jones fix a, a truck that's in the in the barn. So he gets to be kind of me- mechanical. But, but when don't... I was watching that, I was like, oh, it's a... It's another one of the turtles. Like they're yeah. they're all roughly interchangeable. To yeah, me. and I don't feel like the colors in the cartoon. The colors are kind of, for the headbands are kind of vibrant and distinct, and they're not maybe because of the color grading on the Blu-ray. But I don't feel like the colors between uh, Michelangelo and Raphael in particular are distinct enough. Yeah, the orange and red to differentiate, and sometimes the purple and the blue. Just as well. not having any previous Ninja Turtle experience. I found that, like, in those scenes... Like, I couldn't tell you necessarily which turtle did what in which scene because they are still all interchangeable to me. And I feel like there wasn't an effort made on the part of the filmmakers to distinguish them in terms of personality early on in the film. Maybe because I was expected to know who they were already. Yeah, I think that the filmmakers kind of assumed a certain amount of prior knowledge of the Ninja Turtles, which... 
I'm noticing is kind of a theme in a lot of toyetic movies. Mm-hmm. My Little Pony had the same problem. Yeah. I think that... Oh, that's a problem. It makes sense that... Yeah. And if you're they, a kid... They already have an audience and they're... Yeah. That these films are made for the audience they already have. Yeah, and if you're a kid and you know who the My Little Ponies are, you know who the Ninja Turtles are, you're going to go, that's Donatello! That's all you need to know. If you're a parent and you take a kid to see this movie, your primary thought is, when is a good time for me to tell my child I'm going to the bathroom and I'm actually going to go outside and cry? Because oh, I paid money And have for a this. smoke. And have a smoke. <laughs> that's what my mum did when she took me and my sister to see Spice World. She said, I'm going to step out. And we didn't see her until the end of the movie because uh, she was sat outside the theatre because she'd had enough. She was done. She was over that experience and st- having stayed through to the end of the movie being, I think I was 10 when that film came out, I can't blame her. I cannot blame that woman. God bless her. God rest her soul. Whatever deity you believe in, rest her wherever she is. Cannot blame her for deciding to step out around the time the Spice Girls had an encounter with some fucking Aliens. Um, Casey Jones and Donatello fix the truck while arguing about their OT- OTPs for Gilligan's Island. Oh, they literally have an argument over their ships, which I think is great. Yeah. Let's just paint Donatello it's kind as of a door. Ahead of its time. Yeah. They fix it. They go to the woods. They have a vision quest. Yeah. They. Uh, I guess Splinter comes to them in a vision and tells them that love unites them. Yes. And they need to work as a unit, I guess. And they're like, cool, but then they don't actually do any of that. No, they oh, n- not at any point in this it movie. It doesn't, doesn't matter at all. And Splinter's like, well, these are my last words. Peace. And then vanishes, and all the turtles are crying. Because apparently Ninja Turtles, or Mutant Ninja Turtles, certainly Teenage Mutant Ninja Yeah, they have tear ducks. I think turtles have tear ducks because they have to keep their eyes looby. That's a fair point. The turtles go back to the sewers. They mm-hmm. make fun of... They, well, they, they have to go rescue... Splinter, right? Because yeah. Splinter has been captured by Shredder. Yeah. So they go back to the sewers for some reason. Casey Jones uh, says he doesn't want to stay spend the night in the sewers. He's accused as, as of... As a convenient plot device. Yes. He says, I don't want to be here because he's claustrophobic. Well, they accuse him of being claustrophobic. And he says something to the effect of, how I... dare you? I've never looked at another man in my life. Ugh. Which, mm, no, didn't sit very well with me. That felt like, that felt a little gay panic. Yeah. Which was a very 90s thing, in fairness. There are whole seasons of Friends that are about gay panic. But it just, that joke didn't sit very well with me. Um, I'm sorry. That's okay, it's fine. And then the uh, Foot Clan show up. Which as Casey as Jones, they do. Casey Jones sees him because he's sleeping in the van. One of the Foot Clan soldiers gets uh, eaten by Pennywise the Clown. <laughs> It's true. It happens in the movie. You can watch it. It happens. They go into the sewers. They go into the sewers, yes, using various routes. And then the... I have so few notes this, between here a, and... Just a big, like, battle set piece happens. Yeah. A big, noisy battle it's set It's visually piece. indistinct. It's difficult to focus on any it's, one It's The colors moment. are very desaturated. Yeah. It's dark. It's at night. They're underground. Just, and there's so many it's different... It's kind of a muddled mess. Yeah, there are so many different choreographed fights happening at the same time. And it's not shot in a way that allows you to really follow what's happening in any one particular fight in any moment. For being a ninja movie, there's there's not a lot... Like, the fights are the most boring part yeah. of this movie. It's the like... The fights are all very samey and you don't have any, like, wow, action moments. It's like the car chase near the end of Hot Fuzz, which is one of the most boring parts of an otherwise brilliant movie. But it's like a movie made up 50% of that. Mm. 
this is a challenge I see encountered in a lot of action movies where all the fight scenes and all the car chase scenes all get very samey very quickly. Yeah. I mean, Batman Begins, I love Batman Begins, but a lot of the action sequences in that movie are hard to follow. Yeah, um, and it's especially hard to follow when we've got turtles underground yeah. and they're all in these giant suits yeah. just kind of waving their bodies around. You don't get... It, it's hard to discern what their bodies are physically doing because yeah. of the the creature suits. Let's let's move along because yes, we're very near the end. <gasps> something, 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 something. The Ninja Turtles end up fighting Shredder on a roof. Yes. And rather... You pointed this out at the time. Rather than rush them as a group... They take turns. Yeah, they take turns going after Shredder. Like, he's stand, he like, there's a big showdown, it's, like, four and one, and they're each like, okay, it's my turn now, yeah. and, like, run towards him. They, they have tickets and they're waiting patiently yes, in line. At the deli. And they do this thing that a lot of action movies of the time, or certainly action movies for kids did... Where all through this movie we've had like, the way that the Ninja Turtles are shot during fight sequences, they're very competent, they're slick, they're quick, they move with precision. But as soon as they're going one-on-one with the main bad guy, they're slow, they're sloppy, they make very basic errors in, in judgment. And it's all designed to make Shredder look more imposing. Mm-hmm. But all it does for me is I look at that and I think, I think you look like you are incompetent and that you should... Maybe their their mental game is just weak. The main... They're cracking under the pressure. Yeah, the main stunt guy, he, that was his day off. <laughs> um, so the, the Ninja Turtles take them on one by one, fail miserably. Shredder shows up. Splinter shows up. I mean, Shredder's been there. Shredder's been there the whole time. Splinter shows up and he's like, hey, what's up, yo? I'm the rat that scratched your face way back when. And Shredder... Pulls his mask off, revealing the scratch. Splinter uh, stands there as Shredder charges him like an idiot. Like, seeing this rap makes Shredder dumb as a brick. He's like, how could you do that to my beautiful face? Yeah, he's, he's very like, upset about the whole face situation. Like, ah! He, sa- he says, and he says this like 20 years too late. Ah! Right in the kisser! And then he charges <laughs> after Shredder. That's, judges- not, that's not what happened. He chose under uh, after Splinter. Thank you for correcting me. I apologize. I keep getting their names mixed up. Um, Stapler. He, he Stapler flings over the edge, just kind of falls off the edge, and then Splinter is holding onto him um, with nunchucks. With the nunchucks, and Splinter says, "Like death comes to us all, but when it comes for you." And then something happens that makes Shredder fall down. He reaches, Shredder reaches for his sword like he's going to stab Splinter. Which maybe is a, not thinking like, maybe I shouldn't stab the person, the only person standing between me and falling to my death. Do you know the dumbest part of this though? Tell me. The ladder that was right there in front of oh, Shredder. Yeah, there was, it's right there. The fire escape is right And he's right relying there. entirely on on Splinter like doing all of the heavy lifting. He ends up falling into the trash compactor where Casey Jones does a murder. Oh my god. He falls. So there's a chance. There's a chance that Shredder might have survived that fall. Right? There, there are two more movies. But yeah. Casey like pushes a button on the on the thing. On the trash compactor. And says in a very sarcastic tone of voice, whoops. Uh, I don't. Does he actually? Yes, he does. Does he yes. really? Oh, that's so grim. He, and you hear, like, I don't think you hear crunches, but, you like, in my crunching. mind, I heard crunches of, like, his bones being crushed. 
you you very you said something out loud that was so good I wrote it down. But I, <laughs> you said I'm just going to pass you my phone. Oh. No. Oh. <laughs> now he's going to be on an episode of Bones. Yes. Shredder is going to be on an episode of Bones. Temperance Brennan is going to find him <laughs> in this trash compactor and have to put him in with the Dermestid Beetles and clean off his bones and then reassemble him on her light table. It does, is Bones set in New York? No, it's set in DC. Okay. But I think they would come out to see this. You think, <laughs> hey, we got to get you down here. I think you got, you got something I think you're going to like to see. That's what my voice. That's that? that is. Um, that was like your Mae West voice. That is. Can you uh, please say coming up and see me sometime? No. Oh. Never ever again will I do that voice. I, I was gonna try to develop it as a character who would appear oh. on the show frequently, but uh, you shamed I me. Tell what part of America that individual you shamed was from, me but I publicly on it. on our podcast. It was, <laughs> it was like I had an accent slider that I was moving while you were talking. <laughs> It was a very, like, Jill Ellis kind of experience. It's like dicking around with the sliders in The Sims 4 for the voice. <laughs> um, so, they kill Shredder. They, they kill him all the way. They um, commit a murder. Danny, who... A gruesome murder. They, that's true. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Now there's, like, horrifically... Yeah. Defiled body. Yeah, like, I, Casey Jones is Captain Crunch. He uh, makes that happen. He just mangles that Casey. boy. And then, and so, April's like, "Cool, I'm into that." Smooch, smooch, smooch. Yeah, the the cops show up. Danny, who is the son of Charles, who is April's boss, who we've not mentioned by name. Danny's at this point. been here the whole time. Yeah. I should note the teenage son, the 14 year old kid. Yeah, is was loyal to Shredder briefly, but then he his his plot his arc was that he helped Splinter escape. Yes. That's all he that's all he did. That's all you need to know. Like that was the only reason he was in this movie. Yeah. Uh he gives April the twenty bucks back that he stole out of her wallet. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's changed. Now you know his arc is complete. Maybe he's the main character. Yeah. Because he's the only one who he's seems not... to have improved over the course of this movie. But he's also not in it a lot. But he's the only he's the only one with an arc, really. No well, one else learns anything. I think Noah had an arc. It's a bad joke. Gonna keep going. He, Be he, serious, his, man. His, this is a serious podcast. Charles, Danny's father, says, I'm so glad you're okay. I love you, Danny. And Danny's response is, actually, it's Dan now. I don't that's, know what that's... What is that supposed to signify? It means he's... Lo- his lo- loss of youth? Maybe... Maybe... When you, you pledge your undying fealty to Shredder, our lord and savior... He takes a part of your name. Oh. And keeps it. And that's kind of how he controls you. So he took the knee. I know what it is. Tell me. Uh, Danny, all of these things happened in New York. Danny doesn't want to live in New York anymore. He wants to disassociate himself from everything to do with the city. He's going to ask his dad, "We need. can we, leave, can we move somewhere else? Can we move to LA? Can we move to Detroit? Anywhere but New York. And he removes the NY from the end of his name because it... In his mind, it stands for New York. New York and he can't, is dead to him. He, he can't, can't look at his own written name because he knows. Do you think he's gonna move to DC instead and to, become be, to be close to be, become Dandic and be close to Doctor Temperance Brenner? Yes, that's the lead. That's what that's what takes Bones to New York. Yeah. So now we've, this is actually, this whole thing has been an episode of Bones. Yeah. If, by the way, listener, if you want to write a sequel to Ninja Turtles that is 
an episode of Bones. Yeah. If you want to send us your fanfic, your spec script, I would love to see it. Please email it to show at thelifetoyetic.com. I'm yeah. itching we want to, to read, read that. The Ninja Turtles do some turtly things. Ha ha ha. The Ninja Rap started. Not the, no. not the, none of the Nilla Ice one. The other one from the first movie starts to play. You had a very visceral reaction to it. I said, hang on. I think there's a post credit sequence. You said no and stop the movie. <laughs> End of film. Is there a post credit sequence? I think there might be, but I don't remember. So I really hope there wasn't, because no. I gave up at that point. Yeah. So what is your verdict on the first of the Ninja Turtles movies? Keep in mind there were five of these bad boys. Oh, dear. Across three separate continuities. I hope they get better. <laughs> I re- I'm just going to hold on to that hope. This is your first exposure to a, a, any turtles. To any turtles. I don't know anything about the original source material. Or what it is that makes people love Ninja Turtles. Because this is all I've been exposed to. But I can see in this, like... And based on what you've told me, I can see, like, a glimpse of what it is... What what the real thing is. What actual Ninja Turtle is. I I can sort of see it through all of this mess and get a sense of it. So even though the meat on this bone is not enough to sustain... The meat on this critter... Is there... Critters too. Is there enough here for you to think, I wouldn't be averse to watching an episode of the animated series. Or checking out other entries in the Ninja Turtles brand, franchise, if you It will. doesn't resonate with me personally, because I'm not a prepubescent boy. N- nor are you a turtle. Nor am I a turtle. Or a rat. Or a ninja. Or a reporter. How do you feel about rhinoceroses and warthogs? As creatures. I don't especially care for them. Okay, because there are, in the, in the 80s cartoon, there are two henchmen of Shredder. Oh, really? Who are called so, like, Bebop and Rocksteady. Any animal, I guess, can get toxic slimed. Yeah. Right? And I guess they did. That's cool. Yeah. So that happens. How'd they get a rhino in the sewer? Shrug. Shrug, don't think about it. Um, final verdict? Not as terrible as a lot of the ones we've seen. Would not watch again. Uh, Lego to emoji, where does it fall? Um, Is this the middle? Is this mediocre? Yeah. Is this our middle movie? I think this is about right in the middle. There is a plot. There is something to hold on to. It's not just like screaming nonsense at me. But what is there isn't captivating in any way. It's just kind of a movie that's on. I wish the colors were more saturated. I wish the fight scenes made sense. But the movie as a whole... There's a thread that you can follow through the whole movie. And I appreciate that because the past two movies haven't had that. (laughs) So I can't even, like, the fact that it has a plot should mean that it just, like... That already elevates it. (laughs) Yes. Unfortunately. That's where we are now. The fact that it has a plot makes it, like, passable. It puts it, like, right in the middle. Oh, that's depressing, isn't it? It is, yes. But I'm grateful. I'm yeah. grateful that that had a plot. Something for us to hold on yeah. to. It's a step up from where we've been. I'm not going to take anything for granted. Yeah. Very grateful. Yeah, I, I think that if the Lego movie is our 10 and the Emoji movie is our 0, this is definitely our 5. This is middle of the road, passing grade, mm-hmm. like what, C-, minus, I guess? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, this is a movie. It's okay. It's like, recognizable as a movie. Yeah, I mean, if I had, to, if I, if I had to have something to kind of just throw on in the background that I didn't really have to pay attention to, that it doesn't matter whether I like it or not, 
this is a good cinematic screensaver to have on while I'm like cleaning the house or putting away my laundry where I don't really have to think about it. I'm not going to get distracted by it, but I'm also not going to be so repulsed by it that I'm going to throw my remote at the television in sheer despair. So yeah, that's that's how I feel about the movie. It's it's okay. It's not great. It's nothing special. I would watch it again, but not in a capacity where I have to sit and pay attention to it like we did. I think if you had grown up watching it or like remembered watching yeah. it as a child and you were to watch it again now, you might be a little disappointed, but you wouldn't be horrified yeah. at yourself. I know that there are people who... Because at time of recording, we just dropped the My Little Pony movie episode. I know that there are people who are like, oh, this was my jam when I was a kid. You're like, sorry. Mm, not anymore, <laughs> I really hope. This movie, if this was your jam as a kid, if this was the movie that you wore out a VHS cassette tape of, I think it'll be mildly disappointing, but it's... But just, you won't be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. I think this is a fine movie. Like, Mikey, Movies with Mikey, this was the film that he did his first episode about. He has a lot to say about this movie. He's very, uh, very positive about it. I know that the second movie... Not as strong. And we will eventually get to that. We're not shotgunning all three movies back to back, thankfully. But that will cross that particular turtle bridge when we turtle mm. come to it. I think. I that's... don't want to think about turtle come. Oh no! That isn't really why. That's not even where we I went cut with that it. Out. Sorry, just those words. Because we were talking about turtle puberty. This is because of you. You've ruined this you podcast loaded the gun. for me. <laughs> You've ruined this podcast for Sorry. me. Sorry. It's okay. I, it's all right. I mean, it's also my podcast, so I also ruined it for me. I think But we, you can. You also have the power to edit out turtle jizz. You can just edit out any mention of turtle turtle dicks and turtle You've said it a bunch of times, and so now I have to keep it in. <laughs> I have to keep it in. Uh, I think we're going to call it there, I think. We've been talking for very, very long. Yeah, I'm, have, I'm ready to stop thinking about turtle puberty. T- uh, tuberty. Uh, tuberty. Thank you very much for listening to The Life Toy Edit with Ben and Molly. If you've enjoyed this show in any way, shape, or form, do please leave a positive review on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening to podcasts. Word of mouth is what allows shows like ours to grow and spread our wings and accumulate more listeners and not have to spend five to seven minutes talking exclusively about prepubescent turtles and the secretions they make. Huge thanks to Brian Melblum uh, for our theme tune, The Toyetic Toe Tapper which he did for us uh, as a last-minute thing just before our first episode dropped. It's a wonderfully jaunty piece of music, and we're very, very happy to have it. If you have anything you want to send us to the show that you want to talk about, feel free to shoot us an email. We are uh, reachable at show at thelifetoyetic.com. You can reach us on Twitter at thelifetoyetic. We're also thelifetoyetic.tumblr.com, facebook.com slash thelifetoyetic. That's basically us on social media if you need to find us. Molly, where can people find you on the socials? Um, I'm at Molly Alice Hoy, pretty much wherever social medias are sold. Cool. And I'm at Ben Padden. Uh, everywhere social media is acquired, legally or otherwise. I will be at PAX East this weekend. I will be there for the duration, but I'm doing a talk called Everything You Want to Know About Video Game Ports, probably. I think that's the title. Uh, at 2pm on the Sunday. I know the name of the theatre now that it's I'm doing it in. Theater. It is the Cuttlefish Theatre. If you are going to PAX East, please let me know. Tweet at me. Send me a message. I would love to meet you. Come talk to me after the show as well. Uh, I, I would love to talk to people who are listening to this podcast because we put a lot of love and care into it. We really enjoy doing it. I, I love doing it. I don't know about you. I just show up. <laughs> it's your place. <laughs> I show up. 
You sit. I do love it, and I'm glad I get to do this with you. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Um, and we like hearing feedback from the people who listen to the show. So tweet at us, email us, uh, tweet at us, and come find me at PAX East if you're going to be there. Uh, but until then, uh, this has been the Life Toyetic. I've been Ben. I've been and still am Molly. And the Life Toyetic comes with everything you see here. Turtle jizz sold separately. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> filthy. Terrible. You made me. <laughs> I did. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> <laughs>